the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, dear friends. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share innovative thoughts with today's leading scientific and esoteric experts, supporting the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring evolution through personal transformation. Vital components of spiritual evolution as individuals and as a culture are personal power and personal transformation. In order to transform, we need clear intent and personal power driving our desire to do so. Evolution from one state to the other requires transformation. If we're to have any hope of impacting the world at large, we must first transform ourselves. Sounds great, you say, but where does one begin? How do we access personal power? How do we formulate clear intent? How does one go about personal transformation? 
With us this hour to ponder these very important questions is Dr. John McGrail, author of The Synthesis Effect, Your Direct Path to Personal Power and Transformation. John is a hypnotist, life empowerment expert, and spirituality teacher who lives by and teaches a very simple precept. Life is supposed to be fun. Through his clinical practice and a variety of innovative workshops and seminars, he works with private and corporate international clientele, helping them to learn to create personal change, growth, and transformation in their lives, as well as improve their performance at work, school, or play. His website, drjohnmcgrail.com. John, thanks so much for joining us on Mission Evolution. Oh, Gwilda, thank you so much for having me this morning. I'm very excited to be with you. I think we have a lot of fun stuff to share here. So, let's start with what is your educational background? Well, you know, it's interesting. I've had the, the good fortune of having a very eclectic background. I did my undergraduate work at Cornell University and majored in biological sciences, anatomy, physiology, with a minor in psych and mass communications. I did master's work in mass communications and, and was involved in film and TV for many, many years. Um, and then you know, one of those great crossroads in life occurred, uh, and I decided that I was going to change direction, and it was very clear to me that that was what I was meant to do. So I went back uh, in my middle age uh, years and got certified as a clinical hypnotherapist and then went on to get a Ph.D. in clinical hypnosis. And I like to say I haven't worked in the last 20 years ever since I made that decision. <laughs> how did you first become interested in transformation? Well, you know, I think largely through my own transformation, I, I and I freely admit this to people, including my clients, there was a period of my life where I was a very unhappy camper. On the outside, I looked very successful. I was a military officer, aviator, airline pilot. Then I got into mass communications, worked in film and TV, and, you know, was, was, was reflecting what Western culture would call, you know, great success. Everything looked fine. But on the inside... I was really insecure. I, I was sort of compulsive in my behavior. I was addicted to nicotine at the time. I was a smoker. I was in the middle of uh, a marriage that never should have happened, two nice people that didn't belong together. So I, I was kind of a mess. And it was through my own transformation, getting cl cleansed of all that, or what I like to call rediscovering myself, that I started being drawn toward this. And it, it, it took place over, over many years. I should say several years, but it really was getting myself back to where I, I wanted to and needed to be or didn't know I needed to be until I got there. Hmm. So, so we're all on the same page. Would you mind telling us what you mean by transformation? Well, yeah, truly. I mean, if you think about how most of us live our lives, we, we are told how to behave when we're little. We learn at a very early age to base our uh, opinions of ourselves and the opinions of other people. So the innate incredible self-esteem we're born with, the unconditional love that we are born with for ourselves is sort of beaten out of us by well-intended but misinformed people. So we start looking to see what other people expect of us, what society expects of us, what are we supposed to do? And in that process, and not everybody suffers from it to the same extent, but in that process, we lose who we really are. And, you know, you can sometimes get into, you know, quite an advanced stage of life. I was in my 30s and and again, on the outside, looked very successful. On the inside, I was miserable, and I had no idea you know, which way to go until, you know, finally, you know, they say with addicts, you reach rock bottom, and, and you start looking for help. And that, that literally, I think that's what happens. You, you, you know innately, instinctively, that this is not the way it's supposed to be. 
And when you start looking for assistance, when you start looking out there, it's always there. And the transformation is getting rid of all those preconceptions, all what I call the seven deadly mems of modern Western culture, uh, and and really learning relearning how to love yourself completely. And that may sound woo-woo, but it's not. That's where it starts. Getting your self-esteem back, living your life your way. Uh, really quickly, not to be too long-winded, but one of my favorite quotes of all time was coined by a, a fellow named Christopher Morley, who was a journalist and philosopher in the late 18th and mid-19th, or late 19th, mid-20th centuries. And he said, there is only one success, to be able to live your life in your own way. And I guess if you had to to say one thing about transformation, it's learning to live your life in your own way. And, and that's, that's what that's going to be, happens. I'm sorry. That's going to be, that's okay. That's going to be key um, to evolution, really. Because, it's, you know, what we're finding is if we are authentic in who we are, then we find our place in the circle of life. And if we aren't, we're lost. Is this what you're talking about? Exactly. Exactly. We have lost our way. And innocently, we didn't do it on purpose, but, you know, as we evolved, as we became civilized and we learned the concept of contrast, that's the number one concept that humanity bases its life experience on. We are the only species on the planet that we know of that evaluates our lives. Is it good or bad, happy or sad, pain or pleasure, love or hate, all the way up to yin and yang, entire philosophies based on contrast. And so you you learn, we learned contrast and we learned the concept of control. The more control we had over our environment, over our situations, the more safe we felt. And that became an obsession. And, and it really, if you think about it, it's led to all the things that we have today, technology, modern science, which is great. But along the way, and I do believe this happened about six or seven hundred years ago around the Great Enlightenment, thank you Copernicus, when we separated science from religion, which had to happen, it was a very important development in, in, our, in our species. But when that happened, we forgot that spirit and religion are not necessarily the same thing. In fact, they're quite different. And so we left spirit and spirituality, which is our essence, on the, on the, on the junk heap, if you will. And we became very empiristic, empiricistic, and, oh, sorry, <laughs> empiricist in our thinking. So we started to having to prove things in order to believe them. And that's where modern Western culture sort of went astray. And isn't that where we kind of lost sight of ourselves? Because how can you prove yourself? We spend our life trying to prove ourselves. Precisely. Exactly that. And ironically, and I love this, I really am a big, I'm a big fan of irony. Ironically, modern science using that empirical doctrine, that rigor, which works really well for a lot of things, but it doesn't when it comes time, uh, to time to talk about spirituality, we are now proving using our science that the way manifestation actually occurs, the way you actually prove yourself is to believe in order to see rather than seeing in order to believe, which is the way we think. And all the indigenous cultures of the world still think that way. They believe in order to see, they expect to see what they're believing, and sure enough, that seems to be the way the universe actually works. It's amazing what we're uncovering in that regard, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But you speak of the old ways. What are these? Well, the old ways are precisely what I was talking about a second ago. When you talk about the primitive cultures of the world, the indigenous cultures of the world, the tribal cultures of the world that still live that way. Those are the old ways, and they live in a very different way. First of all, their basic philosophy 
starts with spirit. And everything in their thinking, and it doesn't matter which tribal culture you look at, all over the globe, spirit is number one, living in balance with yourself, with the earth, with the universe, is all about the way they live. Now, they're human, so they have foibles just like we do, but not nearly the problems we do. <clears throat> and as I mentioned, they have instinctively known for millennia how the world actually works, how energy manifests. It's really interesting, excuse me again, <clears throat> but people probably remember there was a huge uh, tsunami in the um, Indonesian archipelago, and I think it was 2005 or six. thousands and thousands of casualties. What a lot of people don't realize is that all the casualties, all the deaths and injuries, all the livestock that was lost were Westerners or Westernized people. The indigenous people in that entire area got to higher ground because they could sense it coming. They knew they're so intuitively connected to the earth and the energy of the earth and the universe. They could feel it coming. They got all their animals and their children up to higher ground and not one loss. And a lot of people don't realize that. And it was funny because I was in the middle of my PhD work at the time trying to figure out what my dissertation was going to be, and I saw the article in the LA Times that talked about that, and the author said, these people have a sixth sense that we don't have. And oh, I, we wow. do. We just ignore it, right? <laughs> We've lost our ability to use it. We all have it. And that's part of the transformation. You learn how to tune into that, and not nearly as, as accurately as they do. We don't need it, but when you learn how to tune into that sixth sense, which is called inner vision. Uh, that's how it was taught to me by a Native American shaman. When you learn how to tune into it and learn how to trust it, it gives you infallible guidance. Well, we're going to have to go into inner vision on the other side of a commercial break, but it is time for you and I to take, take a little pause. John and I will return shortly, so don't you folks go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. 
SIMULTV.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a SIMULTV.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about SIMULTV.com. She even spelled it out for me. SIMULTV.com, Sonny Boy. SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Shamanic healing is the key to personal empowerment. Why? All four levels of our being physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, must be addressed for us to enjoy balanced, healthy, abundant lives. Yet there are few provisions for spiritual or energetic healing. Shamanism, found at the root of all cultures, is a very effective spiritual healing modality. To find quality shamanic healing you can trust, regardless of where you live, look no further than find your Path Home Long Distance Shamanic Healing Program. All Path Home Long Distance Healing Practitioners have been trained and certified through Path Home Shamanic Heart School. Change your life. Live abundantly. Schedule a long-distance shamanic healing session with Gwilda Wiecka or one of her quality practitioners today at findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org. We're dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. Our special guest this hour is Dr. John McGrail. Website, drjohnmcgrail.com. John, we were just getting into the, um, the intuition piece, the intuitive piece. And it's funny, it seems like, well, you like you like paradigms and paradoxes. We're talking about evolving to the next stage, and yet we're looking at having to, what Westerners might think of as devolve into a, a more primitive way of being in order to do so. Can you talk to that for, talk about that for us? Sure. I wouldn't call it devolving. I would call it rediscovering who we really are. You know, every human being, and this may sound a little wacky to some of the folks out there, or maybe not because this audience is probably a little bit more evolved thanks to you, but we all have that sixth sense. We call it intuition. We call it gut. Um, it, was, it was taught to me as inner vision, and, and it, we connect with it in different ways. Every individual has their own way, but we learned, unfortunately, to ignore it as we developed our science and technologies. And what we're really doing is getting back to the way we are supposed to live with this planet, with one another, and, you know, in, in a universal way. So as it, our technology is, is, is great, and it does a lot of things for us. But anything out of balance is dangerous. And unfortunately, in modern Western culture, we are so energetically imbalanced because – we're great. We're, we're all about lack, first of all, contrast. What's not working? Look at the news. Everything you hear is about what's not working, the gloom, the doom, the fear. We're all about materialism, acquiring, doing, achieving. We're master super achievers. And we're completely stressed and anxious because we have lost our connection with our essence, which is that, that really wily esoteric term called spirit. And so as we devolve, if you will, and get back into connection with the energy of ourselves, with our planet, with the universe, 
and we use that sixth sense, which is the the key to it, we are really becoming who we were meant to be to begin with. And and then we will, if if or let's say when we reestablish that balance between the physical and the spiritual, uh, then we will not only save our species, we'll save the planet, and then we can evolve to what we're truly meant to be. Well, it seems to me like, um, you know, as you were describing how we stepped out of our intuition and we stepped out of spirit, and yet earlier you said that uh, see, uh, believing is seeing, that it's actually in the spiritual level, the quantum level, where we can manifest without having to make do with something that's already in form. Um, so if that's the case, the only way to manage that is through the spiritual realm. Is this correct? I absolutely agree with you because at the end of the day, and again, quantum physics and quantum wave theory and some of the other really cutting edge scientific work that's being done out there is, is now proving that the world is not a big machine, which is what it looks like. It feels like on the macro level, but when we get down to the essence, we and everything else in existence are made of the same stuff, pure universal energy. It takes many forms, it takes many uh, vibrational frequencies, and so we see things differently, we, we perceive energy differently, but we are all made of the same stuff. And now we are learning, or I should say relearning, that we can manifest that energy, we can control it and manipulate it, and it starts from within. And so when you get connected to your essence, to that energy that we call spirit. And when you start learning how to manifest, as Frank Foolscrow, one of the most famous Native American shamans said, when we learn to believe in order to see again, or relearn it, then manifestation begins to happen and it begins very easily. I'm sure everyone's familiar with the law of attraction, um, most famously espoused by Abraham Hicks. we see over and over again, it's a universal law. It's been in existence since the dawn of time. It's mentioned in the Bible 230 something times. So now we're starting to get back to the fact that, hey, maybe we have more control over things than we thought we did in terms of our existence. And once you realize that and learn how to use it, and that intuitive sixth sense is a great guidance system, it's amazing how life begins to flow easily and effortlessly. effortlessly. And with a little practice, my, my theory, my belief is that with a little practice, we can all learn to live our lives virtually free of suffering. I call that practical enlightenment, and it's doable by anybody. So in the old ways, one's gifts and talents were recognized and encouraged from birth and then woven into the whole of society. Now, we're living in kind of a cookie-cutter educational system, and how is this lack of recognition of our individuality impacting our ability to manifest? Well, I think it impacts it in a, in a really significant way. When we begin to live our lives according to the expectations of others, when we begin to do what we are, quote, supposed, end quote, to do, we lose ourselves. And I can't tell you how many clients I have worked with over the years, and there's one one or two stories that I mentioned in my book that I just think are, are, are particularly noteworthy. Uh, briefly, I had a, a law student who could not pass the bar exam in California. Now, this young man had graduated from one of the top law schools in the country at the top of his class. There is no way on this green earth that he should not have been able to pass the bar exam, yet he had tried and failed twice. He, he came to me to help him with the stress of his third effort. Now, the bar exam is difficult. There's no question about it. However, there's no way this guy shouldn't have just breezed through it. And it took me about 15 minutes of our first session to find out that he really didn't want to be an attorney, but 
his family were principals in one of the big law firms in New York, L.A., Boston, all over the place. And every male in his family for generations, probably from the Mayflower, had been an attorney. It was expected. And he was trying to conform to those expectations. What he really wanted to do was be a chef. He wanted to go to culinary school and learn how to cook and open a restaurant. And so once I found that out and we talked about it, I said, this is what we're going to do. First, we're going to get you through the bar exam just so you can do it. And then I'm going to help you build the courage and confidence and self-esteem to tell your parents that you're not going to go to, you're not going to join the firm that you're going to go to culinary school. And that's exactly what happened. His parents were apoplectic at first, but now I think he owns six or seven restaurants. He's internationally famous. The guy's making more money than God. And of course, mom and dad are tickled because he's a celebrity, but he just decided to live his life in his own way. And when we don't do that, we get lost. And you're right. It's a cookie cutter educational system. So many kids are forced into sports and activities and curricula and and uh, careers that they don't really they want don't really to do. Want. Yeah. And it you know, just, when, yeah. When we when we get locked down into a false identity that's been imposed on us or we impose on ourselves. How does that affect our ability to connect with ourselves and through ourselves, our intuition? Well, it can completely block us off from who we really are. And, you know, it's interesting. I would say 95% of the people I see, not just my individual clients in my clinical practice, but also I do a lot of corporate speaking, keynotes and motivational speeches, also interactive workshops. And it doesn't matter whether it's a, a single person that comes in or a group of 100 or 200 or sometimes hundreds of people, I find out invariably that people innately, not innately, people are chronically stressed and anxious. I think it's an epidemic in modern Western culture. And I think a big part of it, uh, as I mentioned, is the imbalance in energy and the fact that people are trying to live their lives in a way that's inauthentic to themselves. I really how- truly believe that. And how about we're trying to make do with what we unconsciously create as a society? We're making do with, with dredges of, of half-formed things instead of accessing our ability through our intuition to create what we want to start out with. That has got to be stressful and terrifying. Of course, because it's going against our very nature. And when, when you're trying to live your life, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned this, Gwilda, because there's a, I have a, a very simple, and it's certainly not original, I have a simple theory about core values. Every human being has core values, the attributes of life that you must have in order to feel really good about yourself and how your life is going. We have core values for career, we have core values for friendships, we have core values for for relationships, our, our intimate relationships. And any time, and I've seen this over and over and over again, and I've worked with thousands of people over the years, any time a person, and I was one of them, is trying to live their life in antithesis or in compromise to their core values, it is going to be a very painful, rocky road. And I see it over and over again. So where do these core values come from, John? Well, that's a good question. I think, you know, that gets into the nature versus nurture. I think some of it is innate. It's just there. For instance, uh, you know, we just have an innate love of birds or we, I always had, and I don't know where I got it because my parents were in, in no way scientific, nor were they in any way curious about the mind-body relationship or, or, or spirituality. But I have always, since the day I was born, I can remember being a little kid and asking these really incredibly deep philosophical questions like, what is God really? And what if we discover 
scientifically the the secret of life then will we be uh one uh you know man how can, how can we tell yeah. the difference between uh innate core values and those that have been programmed into us well i think the difference is the innate core values you just know it feels right the ones that are programmed into us may or may not feel right for instance when i decided uh many years ago now to change my career path completely and leave corporate America, leave entertainment, leave mass media, and pursue a career that was going to be helping and serving people, helping them grow. Essentially, I feel like I'm a teacher, uh, and I just chose one avenue because it was it was something I was interested in and something that was convenient. I was in my 40s. I have a mortgage. I have a wife. I can't just go to school for 10 years and get a PhD in psychology. But when I made that choice, that decision, it felt so right. I just felt completely, totally, wonderfully at ease. There was no friction. I didn't care what my family thought, my provincial uh, New England family, you know. It's white. it's that magic moment, John. We're going to have to take another uh, commercial okay, break. Great. But John and I will return to our discussion so- shortly, so you stay right there. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Don't you dare go away. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome back. 
back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org, bringing leading-edge information, supporting the path to enlightenment. We're speaking with Dr. John McGrail. His website, drjohnmcgrail.com. There's so many different directions we could go, John, because there's just so much to this topic. I'd like to back up a little bit um, and in, in you were talking about the um, the old ways, and it seems like it's pretty universal in the old ways. There were um, ceremonies and rites of passage, and we've gotten away from those. What impact is that having on our true identity and on our on our core values? Well, I would say you know, rites of passage are are man made, I, I believe, and it's interesting that you brought that up because. One of the fascinating things that I discovered when I was doing my, my research and sort of putting my synthesis process together and just learning from my own curiosity was that, you know, back in the day, if, you, if, if we could take ourselves back before technology, uh, when people were all primitive, if you will, we were a primitive species, so to speak, and we had tribal cultures around the globe. If you look at the at the the rites of passage, the ceremonies, etc., you know, they're very different in some ways. And I call that cultural semantics because when you when you scratch off the cultural semantics, whatever the ceremonies were, whether you were, you know, made a man or a woman at what age and what the ceremony was, when you scratch that away, their core philosophies are almost identical. Now, what's interesting about that, and it's hard for us to imagine, but these peoples in the day didn't know they one another existed. They were separated by vast geographies different corners of the globe, and yet their core philosophies are almost identical. That tells us something. So I'm not so sure that it's the rites of passage that are as important as allowing people to discover their natural talents, uh, nurture those natural talents, uh, encourage those natural talents so that they can be a productive part of society in a way that fits their core values, that allows them to live and feel really good about themselves because they're using their natural abilities and they contribute to the greater good of our society. And well, I know, think that's ideal. The, you say they lived far apart, that they weren't connected, and yet the practices were so earth-based, weren't they truly connected to the way life works? Indeed, and, and that is the key. They were all connected to the earth, and the energy, the rhythms, the whatever you want to call it, of of the you know there's there's proof now that we we live in a, in essentially a an infinite matrix of energy, and there seems to be, according to the scientific evidence, an innate intelligence at work. Don't you and love the way science is finding its way back to spirit? Exactly. That's the <laughs> that's the whole point. We're finding our way back to the way things really are. Doing it the hard way, we, you know, because of our empirical nature, we have to prove it. These people just accepted it because it works, and it's worked for thousands and thousands of years. But yes, we're getting back to that. And once we do, once we accept it and and dive back in and embrace who we really are, I think that we will reestablish that balance. And once we reestablish energetic balance, you know, humanity is going to be in a very good place. Hopefully we don't destroy ourselves in the, in, before it happens. Yeah, well, let's not even entertain that, right? Because we don't no. want to create it. <laughs> no, I think I think that it's a groundswell now. I think we're seeing more and more and more of this. And, you know, I, I've always said, and I've said this for years now, with the viral nature of information uh, transfer, transfer today, if we can watch a natural disaster happening live 
around the, on the other side of the planet. There's no reason we can't propagate this whole new way of thinking or this old new way of thinking. And if it propagates and it, and it goes viral, then we're going to accelerate the process greatly. So technology could be, while it's hindering us at the moment, perhaps, it could be a great boon to our rediscovery of who we really are, our evolution. Well, case in point, here we are having this conversation. Um, yes. And it's going out over technology. And that's, of course, what I'm dedicated to is let's let's turn this thing around and let's use what we have at hand to do so. However, we're kind of in a, you know, the old ways came from a simpler time and we're living in very complex times. And as you've stated, it's very obvious that we're going to need to bridge those two. But how do we start to get them to work together? How do we get the modern times and the old ways to, to marry back together? Well, I think it's going to be like the you know the old saying uh, every journey begins with the first step i think it starts with individuals and you know people like you and i'll take a little credit for it we help people sort of see the light if you will or re-see the light and i believe one person be you know becomes i call them luminaries they start living really well and suddenly uh, you know their friends are saying how come your life is working so well what's going on and they'll say, well, you know, I just happened to learn to start making different choices and thinking a little differently. And and I think it's I think it's a it's a groundswell that becomes eventually, a, a you know, it could be a, a cultural or a viral phenomenon. People just realize that there's a better way to live. I don't know any other way to do it. You can't force feed it because when we try to force feed stuff, people just reject it. And it, it, it involves change. And let's face it, we have to admit that we human beings are naturally resistant to change. It is in our DNA. It's called homeostasis. We will cling to the familiar with tenacity, even when it's painful, even when we want to make changes we know would be good for us. It is very difficult for us to do it. So you can't force it. I think it has to, I think it has to evolve and I think it starts with individuals and then it catches on and you know eventually it can become or we can become what we started out to be and enjoy the fruits of our technology, but also live in balance with our planet. You speak of synthesis. What is synthesis? Well, essentially, it's exactly what we're talking about today, Gwilda. It is using the very logical, conscious, cognitive part of our mind, the technology left brain part of our mind, and tapping into the much more powerful and a little bit more slippery subconscious spiritual part of the mind through a variety of tools, techniques, methods, and traditions, some of which we're talking about, and through that, bringing and integrating, synthesizing or creating, because synthesis is just taking disparate ingredients and creating something stronger. We synthesize a better version of ourselves. I do it one person at a time in my clinical practice, and then we are, we are having this conversation and reaching hopefully thousands and thousands of people that are going to start thinking maybe, hey, maybe there's a different way. And I'm sure you've been doing that with your audiences for a long time. I do it when I do a motivational or a speech or a keynote speech. It's always about, hey, if you do this, if you just embrace the fact that change doesn't have to be so scary, and because, you know, here we go, another irony. The only constant in life is change. So if you start guiding your change and if you start learning how to do it the way you want to do it, you can create or synthesize a better you. And that's really all it is. It's everything we're talking about. It's science, spirituality, meditation, hypnosis, all these great tools that help us change our minds, bringing them all together in the right combination to evolve or to rediscover who we really are. 
You know, the one thing we're seeing pretty clearly, and I, I think most people are seeing this, is change is going to happen. And we're at this tipping point where the change is going to be pretty volatile if we don't change ourselves ahead of the power curve. Um, would you speak to that just a little bit? Well, I mean, the science is there. I mean, anybody that wants to, to discount the fact that global warming is happening, climate change is happening, we are, I mean, come on, there are 7.3 or 4 billion of us. None of this was a factor before modern civilized technology took over. And if we don't do something very, very quickly, the planet, uh, you know, I like to think of the planet, and again, this is not original in any way. The planet is, in fact, an organism, Mother Earth, if you will. It is our mother. It is, we depend on the planet to exist. If we, through our own carelessness or hubris, destroy our climates, destroy our environment, and there's not clean air and clean water, we're going we're gonna to leave. The planet is going to shake us off like a dog shakes off fleas. The planet's going to survive, but we may not. We have to do something because we are the primary cause. Now, yes, are there fluctuations naturally? Of course there are. There may well be another ice age but coming. Who knows? But we know that we are the primary cause of a lot of the problems that we have today because of our greed, because of our materialism, because our disregard for the balance of nature. You're never, ever going to control Mother Nature. It's not going to happen. So let's, let's get back into a way where we can live well, and we can, in balance with ourselves and the planet, and then we can stay here. But our numbers alone are creating a huge imbalance. I mean, if you watch nature, they if they get overpopulated, then the disease comes along and gleads the herd. I mean, how much of this are we going to be looking at? It's, it's really a curiosity. It is a curiosity, There, you know, because we're continually fighting that battle, if you will, and as soon as you say the word battle, between what nature may do just to even things out, as you say, because in, in nature, and the energy of nature is always perfectly balanced. And as you're right, if for some reason there there is a surge in population in one species, nature finds a way to bring that back into balance. Yeah, I watch the cougars and the rabbits do it here at my property all the time. <laughs> Precisely. The rabbits go out and do what rabbits do, and here comes a cougar and does what cougar does. <laughs> And it, and it all works out, and it's the same. And that's, you know, whether we like it or not, that we are part of that. We have separated ourselves from it and isolated ourselves from it to a great degree. But in the end, we are not as big as Mother Nature, if you will. And so, yeah, it's going to happen one way or the other. And hopefully, because we have this incredible thing called intellect and intelligence, we can figure it out and, and bring ourselves back into balance. I certainly hope so. I'm, you know, I, I, I have a lot of faith in, in, um, in human beings as long as they can access their greater abilities on the spiritual level. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I absolutely believe that as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be the key, I think. And um, I'm so glad that you're bringing this to the fore and looking back to the old ways. We're going to have to take another pause. But when we get back on the other side, I'd like to uh, talk a little bit about how we are going to integrate this um, spirit and the old ways with, with where we're going. You game? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, we do need to take a commercial break. John and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net.
If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzuli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not so secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit iconquality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. 
Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're bringing together gifted people of service to the world. To suggest a topic or a guest, you can email us at info at missionevolution.org. And speaking of gifted people of service to the world, our guest this hour is Dr. John McGrail. His website, drjohnmcgrail.com. John, you quote, and I love this quote that you use. I'm going to read it, in fact. Um, Confucius, he said, to put the world right in order, we must first put the nation in order. To put the nation in order, we must first put the family in order. To put the family in order, we must first cultivate our personal life. We must first set our hearts right. And my question to you, John, is how do we set our hearts right? Wow. Well, it's a big one, but you know what? It's very, very, very simple, and it can be easy or difficult. And I say to everybody I work with, choose easy, and it will be. We get our hearts right by realizing it is our heart. It is our life. It is our our existence. You know, this, this life is an incredible gift. And so if anybody on an individual basis is not particularly liking the way their life is going, they have to realize, first of all, they can change it. Everyone has whatever they need within them all the resources they need to create the life of their dreams. I truly believe that. Is it going to take a little assistance? Probably because of that phenomenon I talked about a little uh, in our last segment called homeostasis, our natural resistance to change. But once you decide you're not happy and you want to get happy you can, and you want to make that transformation, the help is out there. And there are so many easy techniques that if you just change a a little bit about the choices you're making. So you begin the process of change, you get the assistance you need, and then on a daily basis, you nurture it. It's simple. And one of the greatest tools that's ever been invented, the only one that I know of that really continuously for thousands of years has been effective is a daily practice of meditation. Just taking some time to balance the doing, which is what our society is all about, with simply being. That begins to balance your energies. And in a very short period of time, compared to how long it takes us to get messed up, we can feel that balance between our physical, our emotional, and our spiritual energies. And once those three energies are balanced, you have a healthy, happy, well-adjusted human being that is now demanding of themselves to live their life in their own way, to be of service. And it really does start with the individual. You know, my wife taught me this a, a while ago. She, she's one of the most amazing people I have ever had the honor of knowing. And that, that I got her as my wife is even more amazing. But when we're out for a walk, <clears throat> if she sees a piece of trash, she picks it up and she puts it in a trash can. And she'll do this the whole time. And people see that. And we have seen people look at her and say, oh, yeah, I could do that too. Now, that's a tiny little act. But those tiny little acts begin to send a message. And as you said, if we have faith in our innate uh, nature, as people begin to see these examples, these luminaries of people that are living very powerfully and very happily and abundantly, they're going to say, I want to do that too. 
Yeah, I'd like really a little bit of that. I'd like a little bit of that for myself. <laughs> exactly. What, what role does clear and conscious intent play here in turning it around? Well, I think intention. First of all, if we define intention, it's the motive energy behind all creation. You can't create anything until you intend it. You can't build a house, paint a painting, uh, 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 write a book. You can't do anything until there's intention behind it. So I think intention, which I define for this purpose, for the synthesis purpose, uh, purpose as laser-sharp focused thought combined with action. Thought combined with choices. You have to do something. When you bring those two together with laser-like focus, and this is where tools like hypnotherapy and meditation and so many other really powerful techniques can help us create that laser-like focus. It's amazing because what are we doing? We're manipulating our energy. We now know that if we manipulate our energy in the right way, energy has to come back to us. The law of attraction is real. It's a universal law. If you drop a pencil, it's never going to go up. If it does, we're in trouble. And it's really as simple as that. And it's amazing how quickly it can happen. One of the things that I love most about the work I do and my methodology is that people get it quickly. And when you see the light bulb go off, regardless of what they're, they're, they thought their issue was, when you see them start refocusing themselves on themselves and learning to embrace and live their life in their way, their core values, it is astounding to see the transformation in people. It, there's there needs to be some kind of a guidance system though doesn't there because the the, the right now <laughs> the majority is leaning towards the old way of thinking and the old way of believing and the doubting thomas and that's what's created this mess but it is the largest common denominator how do we keep on course i mean isn't it a series of corrections how do we make them well i think <clears throat> it gets back to what we started our conversation with once we learn to tune in to our inner vision and once we learn to trust it and it takes time and it takes practice but you'd be amazed at how good you can get at it it doesn't take a lot of time compared to how many years it takes to get out of whack you can do it very quickly once we begin to really do that and once we begin to to do it consistently we will find our tribes and we will come back to that unified mind which is really what a tribe is all about Look at beehives. Look, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's everywhere in nature. We are a social species. And so once we begin to do that and our leaders begin to do that, the rest will follow. And, and I think the evolution or the rediscovery would be as natural as, as, as breathing. I, I truly do. Well, that's the beauty of it, though, isn't it? Is because nature, the earth, she's bigger than what we're doing. I mean, her gravity, everything she's doing. And if we can simply align with that and find our authenticity, we can find our tribe. But until we can do those things, we can't find our tribe. Right. It's impossible. And then we continue to sort of suffer, if you will, because I do believe our modern Western culture is suffering. We are stressed. We are anxious. We are angry. We are a beast. We are addicted. We are at war with so many things. We're not winning any of them. So we got to start taking a look and say, hey, well, you know what? This isn't working. Let's find another way. But we and created I, this dinosaur, right? We created it and we're, gonna, we're going to uncreate it. And again, it gets back to that beautiful irony that modern Western science and technology is now rediscovering the way the world really works and how we really manifest and as that groundswell becomes hopefully a tsunami of rediscovery, uh, we will we will get back there. But it starts with one individual at a time. You know, if we reach, let's just say we reach a thousand people today. I know it's much bigger than that. And maybe 20 people say, you know what? 
I think I'm going to take a look at all this. I'm going to take a look at the way I'm living my life. I'm going to see if I, and I really am not satisfied with certain things. If 20 people do that and they get it, and then they talk to 20, you know, 10 people and, you know, the, it, it's, it, it wouldn't take very long at all. No, and, and I think that where we're moving in the universe and the energies that are coming at us at this time are really supporting the unity and finding our tribe versus the polarity and uh, war. I think so, because it feels so much better. And, you know, one of the things I love is, is if you just find a thought, find an action that feels good at that moment in time, that, that puts you on the path. And pretty soon you get so good at that that you're, you are manifesting and feeling good most of the time. It's really not that hard. But it's, it starts with living our lives our way. If you don't, and one of the things I do with a lot of my workshops and my clinical clients is we do a core value elicitation. It's a little exercise. It's very simple. But we just help people find out what it is they really want. What are their core values? And almost always... There's a difference between what they really want, what they really are about, and the life they're trying to live. And there, once you once you uncross that and get into alignment with your core values, it's pretty amazing. It's there's a mass exodus that happens, though, isn't there? It's like you suddenly look around and you realize you're not in your tribe, and so then you have to do something about that. Right, exactly. It's a realization. I'm not in my tribe. What is my tribe? Who are they? Well, the only way I'm going to find out is to be who I am. And, and again, that law of attraction kicks in over and over and over again. It, I, don't make it, I don't mean to make it too cliche, but you know, there's a reason cliches are there because they're true. When we start living differently, when we start manifesting and manipulating our energy differently, we start attracting a different energy back. Suddenly we're finding good relationships. We're finding true friends. We're finding a career that really suits us and that we really love. All of that is possible and it doesn't have to be hard. You know, that's that's just, you keep saying that, and I think it's, it's such an important point, is everybody thinks it's going to be hard, and they're afraid of the pain, and they're afraid of the loss, but you're living in loss if you're not living in authenticity, yes? Oh, that's amazing. I, couldn't, I could not say it better. Yes, they're afraid of all the possibilities, <clears throat> but what really happens is when, when you start living authentically and rediscovering yourself, all of the pain goes away. And when you start finding your tribe, suddenly you, you just can't believe how good your life is working. You know, we have this <clears throat> this mem in our society, this cultural gene that no pain, no gain. If I don't suffer, then the rewards aren't going to be worth it. And if I really, really suffer, then maybe I'll be one of those people that gets a monument erected in my in my honor. And I'm, I'm, I'm stealing from Abraham Hicks here, but, you know, Abraham says that all the time. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be painful. Just go with it. Find out who you are and go with it, and you will be amazed how wonderful your life becomes. And it brings you right back into the circle of life, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Well, John, I can't thank you enough for being who you are and doing what you're doing and helping us live more authentically. I, I really do think that the hundredth monkey will kick in. <laughs> I don't. I hope not saying you're a monkey, right? <laughs> we'll kick in and we will turn this thing around. So thank you for holding that torch for us. Well, thank you so very much for allowing people like me to to you know spread the word. You're doing an incredible service, Gwilda. I am so appreciative of, of this opportunity. I'd love to do it again with you sometime. We just scratched the surface. It was terrific. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And as always, time has flown. Our guest this hour has been Dr. John McGrail, the author of The Synthesis Effect, Your Direct Path to Personal Power and Transformation. His website, drjohnmcgrail.com. 
For our amazing past episode collection, and it is amazing, visit our website, www.missionevolution.org. This has been the Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as this mission continues bringing information, resources, and support to an evolving world.